This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Welcome, everybody, to another in our interview series with MarTech. And I, uh, boy, we have had a, a slew of local guests. I love local guests because you get to actually see them. You know, you talk to them across the table instead of via Skype. Skype is kind of impersonal, I feel like. Um, but we have in the studio with us today, uh, we have a quiet person, Nathan, who's who's an apprentice with us. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, but we also have Liz Prue. Hello. And we have the R.J. Talier. Hello, hello. So R.J. Talier uh, is the CEO of Quantify, and uh, we're excited to have men. Uh, they actually record the new, new thing from here as well. So if you haven't tuned into the new, new thing, where do they go? Newnewthing.com. There you go. It's that easy. And the new, new thing for people that haven't heard it talks about... Oh, the. the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you want me to say it or you? Rocked out, man. <laughs> yeah, the new new thing is a place that marketers find inspiration and ideas for experimentation. We interview all sorts of marketers, innovative people, scientists, coffee roasters, everybody with an overall goal of trying to find out what is the new new thing. Love it. And uh, you said the magic word there, experimentation. And so uh, RJ and I, we should give some background to this. RJ and I worked together at Exact Target. Mm -hmm. We didn't work hand in hand on too many things. I think we did some mobile research back in the day, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that was about the only time that we kind of crossed paths. Um, But back in the very exciting high growth days of Exact Target. Yes. So I think everybody that you meet that you worked with back then, there's, there's this you know, camaraderie with them. Like, yeah, I remember. Oh yeah. 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 We were all in. <laughs> and we all loved it. Yes. But it was literally like herding cats. Yes, and, that's right. It was yeah. intense. Yeah. It was fantastic. So, and, uh, and RJ, um, now quantify. So you left Salesforce mm-hmm. and tell everybody about quantify. Yeah. Well, quantify is a marketing experiments platform. And one thing I've learned through my career is that marketers are overwhelmed by all the different things that are coming out and also uh, overwhelmed by the sheer task of trying to figure out those things. So Quantify helps marketers automate and intelligently automate the process of discovery across social ads specifically. Um, while I was exact target, I helped a lot of customers adopt new mobile technologies, uh, new social technologies, and across those, they were doing all sorts of experiments. And all those experiments were manual mm. and required tons of like just clicking and doing the same thing over and over and over again with small variable differences. So what we did with Quantify is create a platform that automates the process of creating those experiments. And then we're using AI and machine learning to recommend or coach customers through the process of what they should be experimenting with. And how, how did the how did the idea come to be? You know, uh, after I left Salesforce, I went to work for Geofedia, which is a location-based social platform. And there we build a location-based ads product focused on advertising on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And what we found is that all these new features were rolling out from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram all the time that uh, would change marketer strategy, like top to bottom, 
features would be retired, new features would be introduced, new audience platform options, new targeting options. Um, and it like literally they're three to seven that, yeah. that come out every single week and marketers would just throw their hands up and say like, well, screw it. I'll just do what I've been doing because I don't want to fail because I don't want to figure it out. Um, and so last summer I started thinking, what if that was actually an opportunity? I, I like kind of the messy stuff. And so I was thinking, all right, where are the messes in social ads? And it, the mess is when, uh, marketers have to trial the stuff manually. And so we created a platform to automate it. And that's where the idea was born. I love it. Cause I can tell you in my own experience with social ads, I pretty much click the button and pay the bill yep. and I don't know much what happened in between there's so much unknown (laughs) yeah totally and it's hard to figure out yes and uh what's great about quantify too is that it's helping with the shift that marketers just have to do especially if you're a social media marketer in becoming becoming smarter and more strategic with what you're posting and how you're posting but doing that on a much more frequent basis than Mm -hmm. you would have to before um whereas i would have to review my social strategy monthly Mm -hmm. i now do it weekly sometimes daily, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's, you kind of have to do that in order to keep up or hit the goals that you or your company sets. Yeah. That's, well, it seems like just in Facebook alone, you know, Facebook, if you're going to do a targeted ad, you know, both based off of interest and geography, you've probably got 30 different options, yes. you know? And so it seems absolutely, I, I mean, congrats because I, it, it makes absolute sense a lot of times marketers don't even know what to select because they haven't they haven't run anything to even test anything with yet. That's right. You know, as marketers, our job is to understand the story that we're trying to tell and tell that story. It's not to keep up on every new feature or capability that yeah. Facebook launched or that Instagram launched. And what's happened is kind of this dumbing down of marketing from smart digital marketers, man, digital marketing managers, digital marketing directors, VPs, are just going in to these platforms and clicking, 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 clicking. Right. Like, and then they're running the ads and then typically the social ads have a three to four day shelf life. And so then they're reporting, reporting, reporting and spending tons of time with their headphones on listening to some sort of motivational content to just pull this data and then create reports. And um, what Quantify allows you to do is uh, create a single ad and then we create all the versions for you and then we'll place them and then uh, provide a summary of all the metrics across six platforms. And uh, so we do the reporting for you. We do the, uh, we automate all the manual processes so that you can do what you want to do, which is tell your story and figure out what story tells best. So uh, really we enable marketing strategists to do strategy and marketing managers to do, um, to, to execute rather than um, spending all their times just clicking, doing monkey work. And, and this, uh, well, you just said a, a really important thing for people to listen because I was, um, when I was at Dell, but one, one of the big things that Dell was trying to get across to everybody was they were, they were telling everybody that they were locking down infrastructure a lot more. So Dell, EMC, VMware, everything else are making more of these complete systems that they hand to people. And when people ask them like, well, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you give something with more options and more of this and more of that? And they said, well, that's because when human error mm-hmm. pops up, mm-hmm. like that's when you have problems is when you have, it's, it's not that engineers aren't brilliant people, but you have an engineer that's in there tinkering and all of a sudden the network's down or this is down or that's down, you know, or it slows down or it speeds up. And so they said, we want engineers 
out of that business and we want engineers thinking about the next strategy right. for clients, right. the next thing. And, and so I, that seems to be a common thread. What you said there is so important that marketers shouldn't be sitting there clicking all day. We really should be working on what's the next strategy. Right. What's the, and, and that's the, you know, the, the huge opportunity with AI, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we surface new, experiments, new hypotheses, new ideas, and what makes Quantify a lot different, and actually it's an interesting uh, shift, um, is that we co-op all the data anonymously across all of our customers. So you might be selling tickets to an event and another marketer using the platform might be a B2B software platform trying to drive a white paper download, but we're both marketing to 35 to 40 year old men who are interested in XYZ. And so by co-oping the data to say, looks like images with green in them increase conversion rates, or mm. looks like headlines that are shorter than 40 characters and with an emoji and a dollar sign typically increase or decrease conversion rates, we're able to learn across all of our customers. And that's where this promise of AI comes in because we can sift through all of this data across the customers and uh, recommend new hypotheses or here's something you might want to try. Have you ever tried a picture of a human smiling in your picture uh, in your on, in your uh, Instagram ad or on your Twitter ads? No, we haven't because we thought we were selling uh, boxes or we thought right. we were selling glowing boxes. So um, that's really interesting. And that actually marks a shift because five, maybe 10 years ago, the idea of co-oping data across customers, marketers would say, heck no. Never. No, right. no, I don't want my data shared, period. Today, in the social realm, as social ads become uh, grow from 12 to 20% of a marketer's digital budget, they're like, just somebody help me. I, right. I, I need help. And if I can get help by giving my data anonymously to a co-op, but then also get all these suggestions and recommendations, I'm gonna do it. So that was one of the risks or questions we had with Quantify when we launched was, you know, are people gonna have these 10 year old attitudes where like, oh no, my data is my data. We found quite the opposite, that marketers are really excited to see what they can learn from that promise of machine learning. Well, I mean, just from a big data standpoint, right? That if you have thousands of experiments, you're, you're you know, it would take, a year to analyze them yeah. manually. So yeah. why not utilize? Wow. And all that data is already there too. Um, like if you're on Facebook, for example, you know, you're working with audiences that like you were saying, hundreds of other businesses work with, yeah. but what's the best way to work with them? You know, right. it, the data is all there, but it's really hard to analyze it and experiment because it costs money. Yep. So it's tapping into a marketer's budget and you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'll allocate five, 10% this month to yeah. experimentation. And then if you fail, you know, there's an accountability aspect as well. Yeah. So there, it's very comforting to have some sort of AI behind the experimentation yeah. that you're doing. So you're not just shooting darts, yeah. you know? Right. Well, and that's, and I think a lot of marketing, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, the companies that we work with, we typically work with people with significant marketing budgets and large um, internal teams that do no testing. Yeah. And we know that testing is going to be the opportunity to probably make the most drastic yes. improvement in their return on investment, but they're they're not there yet. You know, they're they're just not there. And so that's the other piece of this is that marketers are afraid to test because status quo is okay, right? Mm -hmm. If the Titanic is sh you know sinking slowly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
at least I, it's still a flow. I, I can still <laughs> predict where we're going to be in five yeah. minutes, you know? Yeah. And, and so I always think that, you know, marketers often are risk averse yes. because they don't, they don't know what's going to happen when they test. Yeah. They don't know whether all of a sudden the, you know, the, um, conversion rates are going to take a tumble. Yes. And so they avoid it. Um, so I, this is great. Well, and like you were saying with the status quo, it reminds me of one of our first podcasts for the new, new thing, RJ, when we were interviewing Dr. Bill Scott, Mm -hmm. who's a scientist at IUPUI, go Jaguars. (laughs) He, um, was talking about how in his classes in his chemistry classes and correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm remembering this. Yeah. He, would never, whenever his students would perform an experiment, he would never give them the steps to the end result. Mm -hmm. He would give them, you know, here are the factors, now you figure it out. Because if we're repeating these same steps, you're limiting innovation, you're limiting um, their creativity and just exploring other results. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, the success rates were, you know, light years beyond just, okay, here's the problem, here's where you should end up. Yeah. Now here are the steps to get there. And, and what you're describing in marketing terms is a difference between best practices and true experimentation. Yes. And oftentimes marketers are like, okay, we're going to try something new. I'm going to go to a case study that's published somewhere. I'm going to understand the best practices or the steps that they took and then repeat it for my brand because it's proven. And, you know, as humans, we avoid things that are uncomfortable. That's, that's human nature. Yeah. And just like you said, you know, as, as marketers, we don't, we don't want to fail because we get fired when we fail. Um, but, uh, we try to take some of the scariness out of experimentation by understanding what's failing quickly. And then even in fact, predicting the, the, the failure. So we waste very little and, um, you know, we get experimenters away from that word of waste and instead to learning because, you know, there's huge opportunity out there. Everybody knows, but you got to try a lot of different things to figure out what it is. And I think the, uh, the other approach that we haven't put a spotlight on, yet is quantifies user experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a significant advancement in, you know, uh, online software as a service. Oh, yeah. Um, So if you go to Quantify, anybody can go to the Quantify website Mm -hmm. right now. Quantify.ai. Yeah, and utilize the bot uh, and start the conversation. Yeah. And I think that's another incredible thing that you've done because if you – log into an old testing system, right? You're going to log in and you're going to have a blank stare on your face right. because you're going to be overwhelmed with all of the tools, technologies, options, everything else on on how to do a test. Mm-hmm. Whereas Quantify walks you through the process. Yeah, we, we, we like to say that we're your coach. We, uh, we coach you through the process of uh, figuring out what's the right uh, combinations of audiences, creatives, and platforms for you. And uh, the chat-based workflow, I mean, Nine out of ten demos, uh, marketers are like, "Wow, I love that!" And they'll all, they'll often say, "Who is your designer?" Yeah. And I say, "Clara Doty, because she is our designer, and she's, she's rock. she is she's awesome, and she's really thought through the ways that um, uh, that the chat experience isn't a gimmick, right? You know, because you know we hear lots of things about chat bots, and some are gimmicks and some are not, um, but uh, really we we think." Uh, quantifies coaching aspect is differentiated and um, makes it friendlier and um, provides those guide rails for your experiments. And Quanti, who's the chat bot that we, we, uh, nice. <laughs> we named him Quanti, uh, Quanti um, looks into the data co-op and then says, all right, here you should try this. Or have you ever thought about this? And you can take Quanti's recommendations or not. 
um, and you can override them, but right. uh, providing some guide rails, as I said, to uh, you know not make big mistakes in uh, the experiment uh, helps. Customers. Well, and that's it, right? The, yeah. I mean, your initial, the first time that you do an experiment, you're going to see a difference. Yes. Yeah. And so that's the thing is just getting someone to start the experimentation yeah. is probably the hardest thing. Oh, yeah. You got so, it. Yeah. And ah. let you know that it's okay that you may not understand or may not know what the next step should be. Because as marketers, I know I struggle with, oh, well, Facebook, you know, change their whatever yeah. again. And it's like, should I have known that? And then there's all this self-doubt that comes out yes. of that. And you're like, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. So it's nice to have a system that you use. I just think from a UI perspective or user yes. experience perspective, like mm -hmm. the personality behind it fits the audience so well because yeah. it's like, hey, that's why I'm here. You weren't supposed to know that. Right, you right, know, right. I'm here to help you. Yeah, and we've, we've interlaced the platform with um, some fun language as well as some animated GIFs uh, to, to make it kind of friendlier and more fun and uh, to take a little bit of the anxiety out of experimentation. So um, hopefully it's doing its job. <laughs> well, I think it is doing right. its job. All right, yes, yes, so far, yeah. <laughs> and and let's, let's go back. I said, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about too was that you guys are a high alpha company. Mm -hmm. And so for people that don't know who high alpha is, uh, four partners, right? Mm -hmm. Eric Tobias, Christian Anderson, Scott Dorsey, and Mike, Mike Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. um, all of them I know and love. Uh, but, but obviously it was a transition when Scott came out of Salesforce uh, and decided to really join forces with these guys and invest heavily in marketing tech and tech in the area. Um, so you guys are one of how many companies? Nine, mm -hmm. Nine companies. Yeah. 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 We're the ninth company to launch out of High Alpha Studio and High Alpha of uh, a venture studio as well as uh, VC. And uh, we came in through the venture studio where um, I brought them the idea of Quantify. We went through what they call Sprint Week, which is an intense week where the whole team sits in a room and that room may not smell good at the end of the week, but man, we got some good <laughs> software. <laughs> and. Uh, the, the team, you know, is made up of designers and um, legal folks and product experts and um, people know how to build the best B2B software in the business. And it's really, I feel really fortunate to have partnered with them because their whole model is to get a business up and running quickly. That's right. the whole high alpha deal. And, you know, we've, we've uh, created and launched Quantify with funding in about six months. And uh, it's, I mean, just a crazy, crazy fast acceleration, but it really speaks to quantify specifically because we're all about advancing things quickly in a fast moving market. So, right. um, they, you know, provide everything from marketing recommendations to legal expertise, product and design, um, HR, um, they have an, uh, a, a space that we can actually have the business sit in, yeah. which is awesome. And, um, now that we have raised our seed fund, we will, uh, uh, go and find our own space, but still be hooked into high alpha with all those resources. So, you know, pretty much it's like a SAS B2B SAS expert on call yeah. type thing. And, um, they serve on our board and, um, just a great, um, delivery of an awesome promise. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a brilliant move, right? It's a, if you're an investor, you want to make sure that you're businesses have all the tools they need to succeed, you know, and if you're a business, 
you want to have all the tools that everybody's used to succeed. And yes. I think the software as a service space back when, you know, exact target started, these were all mysteries. Yes. Yeah. Nobody really knew. We didn't know what we were doing. Right, you right, know, right. We were breaking new ground. I, I always tell people there was a funny time. It wasn't funny. Uh, Scott McCorkle was just talking about it the other day, but when we had outage, you know, we had the big outage and, and we, we called Microsoft and I remember we're in the boardroom and Microsoft is on the other end of the phone and we're like, you know, what do we do? And Microsoft was like, uh, not really sure guys, <laughs> you know? And we're like, wait, you're Microsoft. Yes, like, <laughs> you're right, right, right. And they're like, yeah, but you guys have a larger database and a larger implementation and more transactions than yeah. anybody in the world. Yeah. So we're breaking new ground here. Yeah. And it was one of those. Oh my God. Yeah. There's, yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. There's nobody to help us, you yeah. know? So I think it's, it's just a great move. You know, how to add, how do you maximize the success rate of your companies? Well, you know, get them all together and, and provide them similar tool sets and advice and everything else that you know is going to help them. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, the, you, you mentioned something else. Not only do we have access to the high alpha team, which are experts in B2B SaaS, but also to the other high alpha companies. So the other CEOs and the other CMOs and the nice. other product teams. I mean, we're, we're always kind of crowdsourcing ideas uh, on Slack and um, asking people, you know, have you run across this challenge or have you tried this software, those types of things. And because everyone's on under the high alpha umbrella, there's a little bit of um, additional camaraderie. Yeah. Um, I have mentors and other folks that uh, I, you know, kind of work with outside of high alpha companies, but having that kind of same lineage is a, is a great um, uh, avenue to, um, to test your ideas against. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. And indie, right? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, they're doing a heck of a move by now. I am seeing like housing rates are starting to pick up <laughs> here and everything else. The technology scene is definitely working here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was fun at, when I left Salesforce. Um, and even when starting quantified, there are lots of opportunities outside of Indianapolis. I grew up here. I'm, yeah. you know, I went to college here. My wife's from here too. And, um, tons of opportunities on the coast or in, um, some of the other markets. And I considered that, um, you know, going to commute or those types of things, but it's really fun actually to start a business here and, um, go to a cocktail party or meet somebody on the street and say, you know, like, what are you up to? And I'll say, Oh, I'm doing a startup. And they're like, Oh, cool. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah. And when I, when, you know, when I graduated, um, uh, from DePaul uh, 15 years ago, if you would say, I'm doing a startup, people are like, what's that? Or you aren't working at X big company yeah. or those types of things. So it's really fun that uh, Indianapolis is really in the greater, I mean, Indiana in general has really come around the indie tech scene and like they're cheering us on. They're yeah. eager to help us. And um, that's, I think, good for the whole state and city. I also think that that because money is a bit scarce from an investment standpoint, that companies like high alpha do a great job of not wasting yeah. you know that that they really do look at how quick can we get a company to self-sufficiency oh, yeah. mm -hmm. instead of you know hey let's build a unicorn right you know yeah and i i look at these other companies sometimes on the coast and i almost feel sorry and you read uh, a lot of times i read like cb insights mm -hmm. absolutely love that if you don't get that email you have to get it it's it's incredible the guy's just really snarky hmm. um but <laughs> but he talks about it you know that over and over and over again when you talk to a lot of the companies that fail like in the valley one of their wishes was that they didn't get so much money yeah so fast yeah like they said that 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 just derailed them yeah you know and not that 
not having money is a great thing. But I do think that we take more of a practical approach in the Midwest on, is this a viable product? Yep. Is it going to show a return? Is it going to get adopted well? Yeah. You know, and I, I think those guys um, that have their fingers on the pulse, mm-hmm. you know, like at High Alpha are just doing a great service to the city because there's a standard here mm-hmm. with startups that you're not going to find in other places. Yeah. We might complain about it, you know, that oh, I can't get two million bucks for an idea, you know, right. but, but at the same time, it's, hey, prove yourself here prove the model and then people will invest in it. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It's, it's interesting. We actually have to sort of push ourselves. If there's, you know, any flaw to the Indiana entrepreneur is pushing yourselves on the other side of things. Um, you know, we are, how do you take, how do you, how do you make big bets and when do you make big bets? Yeah. Um, as opposed to saying, well, we could just stay scrappy and scrappy, but at some point you got to take those big bets. And that's again, I think where, um, the folks at High Alpha have taken those big bets, yeah. and uh, you've seen their successes. So, well, uh, uh, Scott McCorkle, you know, oh, I yeah. mentioned him earlier, yes. but yes, you know, he said something at a uh, years later. You know, I had worked for him, but um, when I was working for him, I was always like frustrated. Um, loved the guy, but always frustrated because he always had side projects going mm-hmm. here that yep. I didn't know about, and this, that, and the other thing. And the thing was, was that's what he was doing. Oh yeah, he was gambling. You know. We had our core. We yep. knew what we were doing. We had direction. We had process. But he was placing bets here and there and there and, and seeing which ones, you know, could pop off. And he, he said it at a speech. He said, you know, you don't know what type of company you are in, until you get your nose bloody. That's right. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we're lucky to have a guy like that, too, because I can tell you from an infrastructure standpoint with Exact Target, the day that he walked in the door, it was, I, I think, like the first literally the first week he spent like a million bucks Mm -hmm. and it was like equipping developers. (laughs) It was like equipping developers with three screens and, and everything else. And it was things that everybody was kind of conservative before about, well, we don't want to overspend and everything. He was like, Nope, boom, Mm -hmm. we need all the tools that we can get. Bam. You know, and all of a sudden productivity went up and all of a sudden this went up and he didn't, he didn't take any risks with infrastructure. He was like, Nope, we're not going to do that anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to triple infrastructure, you know, and people were going, Oh my God, you know, (laughs) hold on tight. Yeah. But the thing is, is had he not done those things and made those decisions, the company would have never made it to where. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found yourself? Oh, sorry to interrupt. I was just to say, have you found yourself gambling yet? As oh, a yeah. new CEO, like yeah. coming up with, okay, here's my balance of decisions I know are smart and decisions yes. I'm not sure if they're smart yet. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So taking big bets, you know, with um, like Scott McCorkle, um, uh, he's an advisor at High Alpha. And so whenever I think I've got a big, big idea, I always go take it to him because he always, he. I mean, I'll like think on these things. And I worked for Scott for a number of years at yeah. Exact Target. And I would think like, okay, I've got it all figured out. I thought really big on this idea. And he would just think like, what if, you know, yes. dot, dot, dot. And you're like, oh, crap, <laughs> you know? But that's actually the type of You feedback. actually sounded like him when you yeah. said that. <laughs> Sounds good, but how about this yeah. instead? Yeah, so, um, and then the same thing on the go-to-market side, you know, um, Scott Dorsey um, took big risks yes. with, on, on the go-to-market side, in, uh, doubling down on um, marketing um, and sales, and Tim Kopp, for that matter, as yeah. well. And so the same deal. You know, you go to those folks and say, I'm thinking of hiring one marketer to whatever. Nope, hire three. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things, one of the big bets that we're making right now. You know, we have a team of nine, and we're going to triple down on marketing. We don't have any marketing 
full-timers, Liz. You know, Liz has been doing some part-time work for us. Um, But we're going to triple down on marketing because in our space, it's crowded, it's noisy, and we need our message to get out there. So we are hiring three marketing folks to um, go and just uh, dominate the market. And so that's a big bet that we're making. We made a big bet on uh, on hiring senior software engineers. Rather than hiring uh, junior cheaper software engineers, we made big bets on the senior stuff. Um, so yeah, we're definitely making some big bets. There's other that are out there that well, I mean, we'll you're, see. you're diving into machine learning, AI, bots. Yep. You're you you know you're at the yeah. You don't want to. You can't risk that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, for people listening, um, who's your who's your target audience? Yeah, we are focused on e-commerce retailers and those folks who are spending today on digital channel or on social, uh, specifically social ads. And um, we typically work with directors of marketing, e-commerce marketing managers, those types of folks. Um, and then we also are branching out to B2B marketing. And B2B marketing and B2C marketing have a lot in common. Yes. If you're marketing a white paper or a webinar or an event, it's very similar to marketing a product that you're trying to drive a conversion, especially on social ads, because everything's going to be tracked back to that conversion point You know, using one of the pixels. Absolutely. So um, e-commerce, digital folks, as well as uh, B2B uh, marketing folks. Those are our targets today. And how do they get a hold of you? They can go to quantify.ai. There's a contact form. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter, but uh, would be, you know, love to chat with you about uh, what we're doing at Quantify and um, how we can help experiment for you. How, what's the onboarding process like? Well, um, we typically uh, have been working with customers to do a competitive audit for them, as well as drafting an experimentation plan. And that nice. typically takes about two to three weeks. Um, customers can get in the platform on day one and run experiments. It's very simple. You go in, connect your accounts, um, make sure your pixels are set up using a kind of a one-click authentication. Um, but what we found is that taking a step back, looking at what competitors are doing, looking to your audience, we send data out to some third parties to help enrich your audience, and then crafting an experimentation plan. What are the first three to five experiments you're going to be doing really helps hone in or provide those um, success in the first uh, month or two. You're going to make me tear up a little bit. (laughs) I had had Joel Book in here for an interview, and we were talking about... um, you know, just being old marketers, right? We're, we're old marketers. You know, we've been around forever from the days of direct mail. And direct mail, you know, if you were going to do a test, right, it was going to cost you sometimes millions of dollars yeah. to do a test. Yep. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about how we knew back then that if you did all of the due diligence upfront for planning and strategy and competition and everything else, that your chances of failure were a lot less. So yeah. I love hearing, well, you can get in there today, but yeah. you know that we'd love to do this audit. That is just a brilliant move because I think that's, again, we go back to marketers that um, today's today's marketers, and, and it's not it's not a jab, but today's marketers are suffering. You know, they have all these platforms, all these options, all these everything's, and then they have a boss that's saying, "What about this? Right. What oh, about yeah. that? What yeah. about this? What about why aren't we doing that?" Hey, I just read this case study where that's you know doing this. How yeah. come we're not doing that? Yep. And so marketers don't take the time anymore, you know, to really do that yeah. that research. Yeah. 
you know, because they don't have it. It, Well, and there's an anxiety around that. And so we get into kind of checkbox marketing, which is, yes, we have a Snapchat account. Why do you have a Snapchat account? Yes. Well, you know, does that mean it makes sense for you? Um, But, you know, the checkbox is checked because the CEO went to a conference or the CEO heard something on the radio and said we needed to do it. So, um, you know, hopefully through working with Quantify, you can get uh, uh, some of those checkboxes checked because they're the right checkboxes to check exactly um rather than just doing them to do it um and you know that's where our data co-op comes in and say hey have you tried this you shouldn't try that those types of things um but when you want to try things out you know we can try a hundred different versions of them in the same time that you could do one and uh figure out what works and what doesn't work but um that it you know the, the we interviewed uh susan marshall on the new new thing yeah and susan marshall is a ceo and founder of torchlight absolutely and um we asked we asked all of our guests on the on the podcast so, you know what is the new new thing and she said actually i think it's the old old thing you know or something like that <laughs> yes. like i think it's the old tactics so so um you know maybe it's not always chasing after the newest thing but instead going back to some of those tried and true tactics like you're describing let's do an audit let's put a competition you know our uh, uh competitive audit let's put a plan together and then go execute rather than just jumping at the next thing but you know the world and all the publications and all the things that are out there it may there's a lot of anxiety or that I, I always call it marketing fomo so yeah. you know if i'm not doing it then i'm missing out or my competitors want to step ahead of me so yeah and then you're not taking time to reflect on what worked or what didn't and a quarterly review is not going to do it for yeah, you not you anymore know? Nope. no yeah. so well and we have a, we have a, honestly we have a, a a world full of people selling books and speeches and platforms too yeah. and and that's always difficult you know that that instead of people that are truly helping like i always ask people like what's when you listen to this person, what was their motivation behind telling you what they were Mm, telling mm -hmm. you, you know, and sometimes it's to sell more books, right? Right. You know, well, if it's to sell more books, is that someone that you want to, you know, stake your business after, you know? And so I like like, you know, Jay bear and Mark Schaefer, those guys are embedded with clients all the time, you know, and, 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 um, Edison, you know, Edison research, you know, Tom, Tom Watson, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, those, those guys are embedded with clients all the time working yeah. on it. Susan Marshall's another one. Yeah. I mean, how many clients does she work with, you know, that, and so they see this practical usage, best practices, you know, everything else. And so I, you know, it's, it's one of those areas that I think is just, uh, marketers need to slow down mm-hmm. and testing is just an absolute, you know, for, for getting the greatest result mm-hmm. at the quickest possible pace. So. So quantify.ai, uh, and of course, follow RJ Talier online on Twitter, and uh, let's see, Quantify's on Twitter as well? Yes, yep, do at quantify.ai, or quantify.ai. Quanti- do you got the Quantify bot on Twitter yet? Well, yeah, he's on there. So, you know, uh, just it's Quantify with an I at the end, just so you know. So quantify.ai, and then at quantify.ai. Oh, yeah, we won't mention all my screw-up when I announced <laughs> you guys, so... No worries. No worries. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming in. This is a great conversation. Uh, Once again, go to (laughs) quantify.ai and start up your Quantify account and call RJ if you need a hand. The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.